Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. We have heard of the greatest comeback stories in history. You know the story how it usually goes. A player gets terribly injured on the field with little to no hope to recover. They then get benched for a while to go through rehabilitation and then months after they recover, you miraculously see them on the field like nothing happened. When I think about this, I think like of players like Tom Brady and Tiger Woods. Those are those that come to mind. But do you know who are the real heroes behind those stories? The physiotherapists. Having qualified as a physiotherapist in 1988, Maraina Vessels sought out into private practice from her garage while lecturing part-time. She did this for five years before relocating to Betty Clinic. She then saw a need for a holistic center, so she opened up a rehabilitation center. She states that in this journey, it did not come easy at all. It came with its challenges, as she had to then employ more people to help her in her two businesses and saw that she needed to develop her skills as she grew and her business grew as well. Please help me welcome Marina Vessels, as she's going to tell us a little bit more about her journey as a physiotherapist. Hello, how are you feeling today? Wonderful. It's a privilege to be at my old university because I've studied here. Yes, you're an alumni. Yes. Oh, yeah. go courses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, I just want to know a little bit about your journey, how you became a physiotherapist. How was that for you? Just share a little bit with us. Okay, my grandfather had a chest condition. So I was only in primary school. And then I saw physiotherapists working with them. And then I decided, but this is what I want to do. So from quite a young age, I start, you know, yeah, that was my passion. Yes. And then, yeah, I've studied and then I've worked for other physiotherapists for a while. And then also I've done some lecturing for two years mm-hmm. and working at Palinomi Hospital for two years, and then I started in 1996 with my own private practice. Yes. yes. Did you start with the private practice um, after having worked now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so yes. Then I started with my own business, and at first my children were small at that stage, so um, it was from my home. So that was very convenient. And then I got the opportunity at MediClinic to have my own practice there. And as they said, location, location, location. Mm-hmm. So it's a good location. And my um, practice, you know, expanded from there. Yes. Tell me, if, if, if you didn't do physiotherapy, um, what do you think you would have, which field you would have went into? I like people. I love to work with people. So when my practice was small, I also had a, a bed and breakfast. So I I work with people, and as a student, I nurse at an old age home. So it's, you know, everything I've done is with people. So you probably would have ended up in healthcare anyway. Anyway, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes. So now that you love, you have a passion for people. And I can see that you are also, um, when you talk about your job, your face lights up. Um, It's something that you really, really love to do. Um, Can you please tell me about the best day that you encountered in physiotherapy when you were like, you see this, this is worth it? 13 years ago, I started a rehabilitation center. So that was a very exciting time to um, this therapeutic pool 
that patients are practicing and as well as the public in the therapeutic pool. It's 34 degrees, so it's a lovely warm water. So when I go outside of my practice and I walk and I see the elderly people exercising and practicing, it's lovely for me. But it's also not just being getting stronger, but the whole community that they are making friends there and, you know, it adds to their life. Mm. And I'm sure I haven't contributed to their lives in that manner. That's fulfilling. You're like, you know, the things that I do actually do matter at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. Yes. You know. But sometimes things get difficult. And I, I read in your bio also, you spoke up a little bit about the challenges that you encountered when you're starting your business. Can you please tell me about those challenges? And also what were what's mundane about your you're, you're being a physiotherapist that people don't know about? I think what one don't realize when you start as a physiotherapist that when you are, in, especially in private practice, you need other skills as well, you know, the business side of it, managing your staff. And I have two practices, the one in the hospital and the other one is where the therapeutic pool is. So also the project management around the pool to keep it clean to keep it warm so when i've started this big project i didn't realize that i had you know had to do this as well you know looking at hindsight i can't believe that i didn't think about it you know but yes that was quite it took me quite some time to adjust to that new challenges how long would you say it took you to adjust to coming into new business they always said a new business is a thousand days. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> it's three years. You know, so one must realize if you start a new business that it's really going to be a thousand days. It's going to be three years of ups and downs. So it needs a lot of patience as well. Yeah. So I'm um, hearing you talk. Um, I, I, I'm sure. I can hear that you've developed people skills as well, um, how you articulate yourself and how you speak about your business. Can you tell me a little bit of, of the qualities that maybe a physiotherapist would need to excel in this job? Okay, I think when it's a scholar, that science and maths are quite important. So one must realize that. And to have the skill to problem solving, you know, that's very important. But when one is a scholar, one, if one thinks about physiotherapy, you think only about the sport. You know, being a physiotherapist, you see it on television. But the reality is that it's actually quite a small amount of people that are going into sport. That most of our patients are, say, middle age, or especially the elderly. You know, the people are getting really older. Can you imagine that they'd done a hip replacement for a lady that were 100 years old two months ago. Really? Really. And they, she can walk afterwards. And the quality of her life, can you imagine, she doesn't have any hip pain anymore. That's an improvement on the quality of, of her life. life. Yes. yes. Oh, uh, wow. That, that's brilliant. And having started this job, um, how does it change your perspective of life and how you view your life? As in my biography, I've told you, I also have a, a big family. I have a modern family, mine's and yours and ours, you know. <laughs> so I think being a woman and being a mum, you know, to the balance between, 
you know, your house and your work was a big thing for me. And then um, the other thing, if you start and you're a student in physiotherapy, you just think of the techniques, you know, and being a fissure. But my other great passion is to really develop my staff and well, as well as the patients, you know, we can treat them in hospital from the acute phase until the final phases, you know, if it's a sportsman or, you know, elderly people that they can walk properly. So, yeah, I think one learned quite a bit of new skills, management, business, you know, not just the physiotherapy side of it yeah this is, this is lifelong learning as you go you realize there are new challenges i must now learn how to deal with these new challenges as you go on especially and healthcare in south africa also changes you know that you must really be open um mm. to the wider community you know for our service that it's not just a small, small part of the community that you work Yes, oh, that, that that's brilliant. Ever learning, ever changing, and that's the state of life. Um, so my last question for you is: if you had to tell an outsider or student um, who's studying physiotherapy one secret about practicing, what would it be? All the books and stuff what one read about all these important people, one don't realize that they've started small. If you think of singers, you know, or I've heard like um, Ruda Lattman, that or a journalist, her first audition, she didn't succeed. So I think when one see, you know, someone with a, uh, a big practice, you think that the person, you know, started there. And that's not the reality. I've started next to my house in a small area. And one must realize that. And then one must be patient. You mustn't, you know, think that you have to start with 15 or 16 patients and develop yourself all the time, learning new skills. Yes. Oh, and we never think about that. We always think, I want to go in this field because this person is doing this big thing there. Um, but you don't think, they started small. I can also start small. Baby steps until you get to where you need to go. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, so we've reached the final segment of our interview. These are the fire questions. So I'm going to be asking you questions really quickly. It's very rapid. You must not think about it. Don't spend more than a second thinking about it, okay? Are you ready for our fire questions? Fire away. Coffee or tea? Tea. Sweet or salty? Salt. Remote or on-site? On-site. Every morning I? Spoil my husband with breakfast in bed. <laughs> oh, lucky husband. My favorite word is? Smitten. Smitten. Oh, <laughs> thank you so, so much. That's the end of our interview. Thank you so much for dropping the gems of wisdom about physiotherapy on us. I'm teaching us a little bit about physiotherapists for those who don't know about it. Um, and I hope that was very insightful for you, our dear listeners. Um, thank you for coming. I appreciate very much. Thank you for inviting me. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.